Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Pinko Kami Sluts, we're back. We're all here. I'm here. Bunny's here. Marlo's here. Steve's here. here. And we went to see Dune. Mm-hmm. It was an adventure mm-hmm. of epic proportion. We harnessed, what did we harness? <laughs> the litany against fear. Desert power. Oh, desert power, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, desert power. That is actually the funny thing, because that is one of the silly things from the book that they kept. Yes, this is going to be Marlo saying from the book about 100,000 oh, times for the next it. hour and a half. Oh, stop it. Only to be matched by Steve reiterating how much he does not care. Do not care. Every time he says from the book, I say, do not care. No, I was just pointing out that there's a bunch of silly things from the book, much of which they didn't keep in, but uh, Desert Power was one. <laughs> Another one was, I must not fear. Fear, fear is, is the mind killer. killer. Fear, fear is, is the, the little, little death, death that, that brings total obliteration. obliteration. I, will I will face, face my fear. fear. I, will I will permit it to pass over, over me, me and through me. <laughs> And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to to see see its path. path. Where Where the fear fear has gone, gone, there will will be be nothing. nothing. Only Only I will will remain. remain. I was just ambushed by a dune douche. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that movie fucking rolled. Yeah, man. We were all on drugs when we saw it. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend. Yeah, no, it works. Especially if, like, you already know everything that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes it super easy. Everything happens. Everything happened. Steve didn't know it was going to happen. Nope. That was the control of the group. Yeah. The swaddling babe. The virgin. Yep. The untouched. Well, okay. So, Marlo, why is Dune important to you? Why do you enjoy It's just a bunch of fun stuff. I don't give a shit. (laughs) What? It's not really important to me. No, I mean, you. It's fun for me. (laughs) Why was this movie specifically fun for you because you've expressed throughout the time after that it was a very fun experience yeah it was a joy to watch um it managed to not be incredibly fucking stupid like the other attempts at doing dune and uh yeah it competently uh showed dune uh in the form of a movie that is like every other movie that uh comes out today and uh, that's all i wanted now i read that this director how do you pronounce his name oh no one knows v- vic v- villanueve 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 yeah dennis and he did a rival he did a rival he did a rival oh i thought Okay. He also did Blade Runner yeah, 2049. Yeah, yeah. He, did, he did Blade Runner. Uh, and I don't really like Blade Runner. And I also didn't really like that movie. So, whatever. Um, 
Was it stylistically similar? I This is where I cannot actually say what the tone of the movie we watched was because I was on a lot of drugs. Mm. Uh, so Because you I were have, laughing a lot, and I don't know if those were appropriate for what was on the screen. <laughs> Um, I think I was yes, laughing. A I lot. think I was also like picturing smart out comments. I would say if I was there with Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like I mean, every time they said Desert Power, I laughed. Yeah, really no, hard. It, well, the, yeah, like because Desert Power, like Desert if, Power. Y- you haven't seen the uh, sci-fi miniseries, but that one does Desert Power in like incredibly funny and also if i am not mistaken okay i could be wrong on this i'm gonna look it up but i think duke leto in the miniseries i I need to i need to look this up before i say it aloud no you don't nobody listens to this nobody likes dune yeah they'll never judge you for it yeah probably not but it's important to me Marlo's got to get his uh, cross-references correct. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was completely wrong. One, I was so fucking wrong. Ooh, I'm, wait, about what? I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> Come on, Marlo. Nope. Aw, oh, man. What'd you think of uh, Timothy Chumbawamba, or however you pronounce his last <laughs> Timothy name? Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was good. Uh, <laughs> he's... He looks like a boy. Unlike and uh, and it was that. Uh, but yeah. they still managed to make it perfectly oedipedal. Yeah, that's uh, what everybody was talking about was that longing <laughs> glance from his mother to him. Mm-hmm. Which, as I pointed out last night, um, it is endlessly funny to me that there is nothing uh, in Frank Herbert's writings that explicitly makes any. Oedipedal thing at all, but literally everyone who's adapted his work has read that into it. It's almost like a um, 90s sitcom plot where just like everyone just kind of casually thinks some dude is gay when he, he's like, I'm, I'm not gay. And then he starts questioning whether he's gay, like that kind of plot. But Except uh, the, the ghost of Frank Herbert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. his mom. Yeah. He's like, did I the whole time? Yeah. Did I, I want to have sex with my mom? Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're doing there. That was a, you can't identify you can't a identi- friends reference. Yeah. No, I straight up that. No, I I will. I'll take I it. That's my bragging fault. over here. No, no, that's my fault. No, I should be able to identify a friends. Reference. But uh, okay, so why did you like it, Bunny? Well, I mean, it was... Or did you like it? I did like it. Uh, It was visually really overwhelming. (laughs) It was that. Which I like. I like feeling like I'm uh, in a whole different world there. My... And I'm going to put this out there. My biggest critique, and this is about the movie decisions that they made, not Mm -hmm. about the story choices, was the amount of slow motion was so much of it and they could have used some of that time to like give a little bit more context to things i was on drugs i did not notice that but uh, that might be valid there there was a lot of slow motion followed by well yeah the, but, 
they were often coinciding because they would have like a shot of the Fremen yeah, yeah. walking and it'd be all in slow motion <laughs> yeah. and then the music would play. Yeah, no, that like Toto did that. Well, uh, how else are you supposed to know you're seeing uh, somewhat of a dream vision? Unless slow-mo is employed. Yeah. You can do weird But there's so much dreams like, in it that it, it it felt like half the movie was just in slow motion. Well, in, in a, the book. They're in a planet <laughs> made out of psychedelic cocaine. Yeah, man. So I do have some criticisms uh, on the fun level of this one uh, as compared <laughs> to David Lynch's 1984 masterpiece. This did not make me want the spice as much as David Lynch's. And I was a little disappointed that I wasn't like, mm, nom nom, give me some of that spice, man. Uh, I do, I'm still pro space drugs. So I feel like that if you might know be something. gotten into a little more in part two just because he'll then be at the siege and he'll oh, well, be yeah. so eating when, the spice friend food. If you yes. want to be my spice. Yeah, well, and uh, all the Benny Jesuit stuff um my My only criticism is no hats Mm -hmm. there was not a bunch of goofy hats on everyone i didn't know it was the future uh yeah i was like is this the past or is this the future i just assumed this was in the same universe as uh rogue one no it's in like our history universe that's why uh the atreides fought at the battle of troy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> canonically with uh, Bunny's ancestors mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's equivalent to my family yeah. like having a few unusual names and being like mm, it's yeah, yeah. ancient no, it's yeah. utterly insane <laughs> genealogy oh, as any such genealogy would be Yes. oh I'm sorry um, I named my child Socrates well, like, look, how many I'm not against it. How often does that happen? Where they just, they lean in. Uh, Oh, I mean, mean, my dad's name is Herodotus. It's Herodotus. Mm. And my, we had a cousin Pythagoras. Pan is descended from the sun. So like, you know, people claim lineages. Yeah, I mean, like, it's about who's telling a good story, man. (laughs) So, did you have any other criticisms? Of uh, yeah, the fun? there were no dogs in this one, um, which terrible. No, no Patrick Stewart's. No Patrick Stewart's. dogs. By the way, for anybody listening, we watched the movie in theaters, then came back and watched the David Lynch '84. Watched '84 for the come down. Yeah, man. Yeah. It ruled. That's um, called a double herb. It, it, it was like, it was it was good. It was so fun to me to watch the David Lynch one after seeing yeah, this. Yeah, no, a so, serious, um, a very serious movie. Yes. That, that had moments of levity. Uh-huh. Whereas there was all levity in David and, Lynch. Yeah. Yes. So um, it did make me appreciate a lot of things. Okay. Uh, I, I want to actually, I, and this is uh, actually going to take something that Phil told me. So, Phil, if you're listening, I'm giving you credit. Or Patreon. Um, Phil. And uh, also uh, uh, jump off something Steve said last night in terms of moments of levity mm-hmm. is Jason Momoa's beard situation. Yeah. Um, okay. 
But I just want to point out that when he first came back and shaved his beard, he also had just this glow of a child who came back from a semester abroad, just talking about how swell all these Fremen are. Yeah, which was really weird. It was so cute. He's, he's like, adorable. He's like, I was hanging out with the desert people, and I became one of them, and they were so yeah, fun. Yeah, no, he was they, so into that shit. They were just and tri- that was probably it. his most Brandon Fraser. I uh, loved scene. him in that. I kept <laughs> thinking the entire time, I'm like, man, if this had been made 20 years ago, like around the time of Mummy. It J- Jason Momoa should have been played by Brandon Fraser. Yeah, so Steve wants like a transitional Dune movie that yeah. is not Jodorowsky's or however you pronounce that name. I'm sorry to everyone. J- yeah, it's to not- everyone that's listening, that's yes. judging Marlo. Yes, mm-hmm. um, the entire world. That's a huge part of our fan base. Yeah. <laughs> people who just tuned in <laughs> for, yeah. to for the, judge Marlo. I, I know what I am. <laughs> He's the voice of nerd mm-hmm. culture. Uh, Don't he's using the voice. He's using the voice. Yeah, but Steve wants like a fun '90s adventure Dune that also would be made as well, which I can't blame you for. More Dune, the better. Every era should have a Dune. But the 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 problem could be well, if this is the Rogue One Dune, that could be the. The fandom menace Dune. But also every other Dune was also stupid, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but then to, to that I ask, what is not stupid? Yeah, sure. uh, you know, uh, Steve, I'm curious, is there any kind of big world buildy type thing that you have ever like earnestly been Steve, into? Steve, do you have an imagination? Yeah, do I love things? Do you, I, I'm I curious I, Do you have a sense of wonder? I shit on the Watchmen, I shit on Dune, I... I I'm just curious <laughs> if there is... Um... Yeah, I mean, I like novels. Jesus, uh, like... That's not what the fuck I asked. Yeah, Steve. Well, what? Jesus you Christ. asked me if there was world Weasel. building that I enjoyed. Not the basic elements of fiction world building. Oh, a I'm big, s- broad, oh, like something. I'm Steve, do I like many world of the building? Things, yeah, Tolstoy. Yeah, like many of the oh, things the that you found stupid were just details written about this made up world. Uh, Are you saying, do, like, so, like, like, do any, like, do movies? Movies. Books as well, but like high it's, it's fucking fiction. Like, yeah, I'm uh, a pretentious fucking English major. No, yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm saying, is that what's getting in the way here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously what's getting in the way. Here. It's hard for me to get into a level of fantasy after the age of fifteen. It's always just been a thing that I. Okay, did you get into fantasy prior to 15? Well, that brings back the thing we were saying last night about how we're going to make you read Magic the Gathering, the Brothers War, and talk about how we're going to make it into a movie. But that is, like, literally for children, right? Yeah, no, that is absolutely a children's Before I I read it when I was 13, and that's the last time I can remember. Yeah, no, I mean, sure, but, like... Like, Dune is also kind of a children's book. Uh, Dune is literally the biggest science fiction novel mm-hmm. of all time. It's <laughs> uh, physically the biggest. So, uh, uh, not even close, dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm of just... children's books? 
It's like 300 pages, if that. I don't That's know. That's a big child. Wait, no. Wait, are you talking about The Brothers War or are you talking about Dune? I was, I was talking about Dune. Oh, I thought the first book was like 700. No. No? No, it's, it's like two, 300 pages. It's not 200 pages. Well, okay, it's like 300 <laughs> it's, pages. It's in three parts. It's certainly not. It's, 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 it's over 400 pages. Um, yeah, well, it's... It's fellowship. Like it's, I, it's not... yeah. I just I can know something. Like some things are perhaps written for children. Some things, whatever. And I just I don't have a like a thing about it. <laughs> so I'm just yeah, man. curious. Yeah, what that's I... what Maria Sendak said. What are you curious about? Is there a world building universe? I, yeah, that I mean, I do it's enjoy? like it's just like you just don't like this kind of thing in general. Yeah, I yeah, mean, and and it's the same way. Marlo and I talk about this. I don't like prestige TV dramas. Yeah, but like also you like fucking Twin Peaks and shit. Like, oh yeah, like, I mean, we talked like, about I mean, that. Like, like you know, just. You like prestige TV. You like some shows. You don't like, yeah, there's a certain You like some shows, but you find a way to justify them within your intellectual rationale. Yeah, Steve, (laughs) like a big faker. Yeah. No, not, no, literally, literally, I just, I just think, like, like a big phony. Yeah, I just think some things eke through to you, but you have like. Do like, you think? Do like, you feel like? I don't like. like I, d- I don't watch most just, shows people watch. I, think I, I have watch a, some shows. I don't know how to. to I don't like Walking Dead. I kind of like Breaking Bad. Like you know, like, I don't like Breaking Bad. Or but the you like Better but I, Call Saul. Yeah. So like you know, dude, like it's all fucking. I go by case by case basis. But then there are just like certain certain things that have nothing to do with like a value judgment whatsoever. Like you can just be averse to certain things and certain plot lines and etc. I guess it, I just had a problem like it, the amount of investment that I would need to ever fully engage with a Dune universe was always something that I felt like was super daunting. And I never had anybody to introduce it to me or hold my hand through it like you rushed <laughs> me through in the last four, 48 hours. And oh, yeah. so I never had that. And I mean, for a lot of the things that I grew up and enjoyed with the world building and with the, you know, I had to go out and seek out in my own and a lot of it. And I never sought out Dune for one reason or another. You know, I like the universe of... Star Wars because I grew up with it because, you know, whatever. Like every son had their father bring them to the stupid Star Wars in the movie theater growing up. But there was never that with Dune. And I also have an aversion to the um, kind of D&D culture that has developed around it, which um, the kind of cosplay or the... Anyone having fun in this area? <laughs> That's a little too too much. Steven. <laughs> the the LARPing that um, I I just always felt an aversion to that, and it always seemed paired with a like type of 
role action play. I've never gone to like a con, dude. Like, no, I'm not I'm just saying like, you what guys. What did a nerd do to you, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm not kidding, well, no, I'm, I'm kidding, just I'm saying kidding. it's like I'm, I'm into not talking this about shit. you. Yeah, but like it's like I'm into this shit. It's not like I've, I don't know like what you're talking about in terms of like D- Dune is. I just looked it up. A 412 page novel <laughs> that is very self-contained and at a level of reading that, like, if you can get through Lord of the Rings, Dune is easier than that. Like, I mean, it's like, it's whatever. It's a book that is written for teenagers to read, and, you know, like, yeah, and then there's a bunch of other books, and they're all kind of stupid, but it's like, in between that, there's some fun shit, and uh, yeah, if uh, we get a bunch of bloated, big budget movies out of it, uh, it might be fun to watch. I don't know. I don't really care. I don't. I don't think it like says anything especially profound about society or whatever. It's just kind of fun. On a certain level, like all fiction is stupid. <laughs> like it's it's not. Yeah, all poets are liars. It's I don't know. It's like <laughs> you don't understand. Unless I'm already invested, I'm, unless I'm already invested in a universe, and then I don't like a choice that's been made because I'm already invested. Like I'm just like, oh, that's what they—that's what that is in this universe. Like I don't feel any way about it unless, like I said, I'm already, <laughs> but like have a certain vision for it. I guess. Well, then, okay. What's the vision? of Dune that you enjoyed that got you hooked into the universe? I actually like quite enjoy the sort of hive mind energy that's connected to a huge fandom. And it was just like, I, I had not really come across Dune like that. I had seen it. I was familiar with like sandworms were from Dune, etc. But um, it wasn't until like some comedians were reading it and then they were like yeah man then you're gonna it's all you can want to read all of them <laughs> they were like super into it and i was like all right well i want to know what this is about and then uh and then i read the first one and i watched the first movie and then um i did like engage a bit about it i didn't like i started reading the second one but i didn't finish it no. but it's not like i wouldn't there's like a you know, <laughs> the right sequence of events. I'm just reading the rest of those books. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I usually like things if they're in the fantasy sci-fi realm to have a little bit more humor in them. Like... <laughs> see, see, I feel like like the equivalent would be, and this is, you know, nerd, bro culture, we're already there. But if somebody made a movie about Infinite Jest or made two movies like half of Infinite Jest and then the second half of Infinite Jest. I would watch it and so would you. But I would have the same reaction that Marlo's having about or that you're having about. Yeah, I would also be into it. I would definitely want to watch it. That would be the level of rereading the book before it comes out then being super hyped about the universe that would be I will never reread Dune it's, he's not the best writer in the world <laughs> the audio books Fos- are good though but David Foster Wallace is, are is yeah, yeah, a good sure, enough sure, writer but, like, but that, like I'm not even really like if that universe 
because it is a kind of dystopian yeah, yeah, future that's, that's universe. I appreciate it about it, even though like I never really got into the flow of reading it. But I, I'd love to watch that movie. And for me, the interesting part about that universe, which is what would interest me about the Dune universe, is the way that. Um, the commentary and the like there there is a glossary and like an appendix at the back of the original dune so there's that too <laughs> yeah, which is the most annoying yeah. part of infinite jest yeah, well i mean like you know he like, has like that stuff does the, exist in he dune. has 900 end notes uh-huh. which is one of the most famous things and there will be things that he does to just troll the the audience where he puts like four different end notes and then they send you to the back and it's like three pages per end note that you have to read and it has absurd stuff where important um like plot points are in the end notes that you have to know in order to get the I movie. am familiar with okay. the general. <laughs> yes, this is the bar conversation that you have in Williamsburg with a guy. Uh, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, no, and like that shit's cool and that's also why I like Dune. And like, yeah, and for me it's like, yeah, I mean I think generally the big picture shit that Herbert comes up with is actually pretty interesting, even if at the micro level, I don't think he's the best at writing dialogue or making characters that I would give a shit about. But, you know, like, I I think, like, the big picture, like, structural shit about, like, how the society works is actually kind of interesting and uh, it's just fun. And also, this movie did a thing where they made a lot of the characters who you don't give a shit about in the book slightly more relatable through good performances and screenwriting. That is one thing about this movie is that um, it does come off as much more relatable than the David Lynch. Which is... The David Lynch, I will say, is closer to the book because <laughs> yeah. yeah, like especially Paul, that tree Paul he is fights, just like that a, metal machine tree that spins around. That's definitely in the book. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't. No, know. yeah, no, uh, that's it is, explicitly it like, like in that. The book. He he almost like spent too much time on that one well, thing. Okay, then what <laughs> was this about it that made it more relatable? Was it the focus on the one character's kind of journey whereas that's i mean paul okay paul if you read the book comes off as just an unrelatable slightly psychopathic piece of entitled shit like like just the whole time he's like i am the duke's son and it's just like no one gives a shit dude and um that's like one of the things is like your main character and then like the reasons that your main character is good is because he's just the best at everything and like better than everyone else and like yeah he's not that fun as a like main character to like have to care about uh but in the movie like yeah I, i thought the actor like maybe it was like my body producing like way too much of whatever that fucking love chemical is in my brain when I saw the dude on screen or whatever. But I don't know. I felt like I was uh, vibing with him. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely made it like 
more relatable and palatable because so I mean the book so much of the book is like just very grandiose you know <laughs> yeah like and and like Duncan and all those people are just like you are the Duke's son you must train to be the Duke's son because you're the Duke's son mm-hmm. and like that's like a lot of how the book comes off um where it's just like Oh, well, I've been, like, socialized in a completely different society to this, and all their values seem bad, and I hate everyone. I don't know why I should care about what happens to these people. But, uh, yeah, the movie, uh, I thought had less of that. I can't tell how accessible, like I said, it is to somebody who doesn't know anything about it, but I'm definitely, like, I would be excited to see a part two, especially after watching the David Lynch one and thinking of all the possible... Second part. Yeah. I think to answer your question of why I have such an aversion to it, and this will come off as hypocritical because of the Star Wars comment, but I just never got into space shit. I was never a kid that was into space adventures. I See, I just I don't feel like this is... It doesn't, it's not, I mean, it's in space. I know yeah, it's in Dune space. Dune is famously the least spacey it's so, sci-fi. There's yeah, it's like, not hard there's sci-fi. There's no robots, you know? there's no And I think it was aliens. more that it was presented to me culturally as Yeah, no, like the that's the thing with space. Dune is there's no, la- well, there's laser guns, but their use is heavily regulated and it's a whole fucking thing. If you fire a laser gun into a shield, it causes a nuclear explosion at either the point of contact between laser and shield or at the laser gun itself and there's no way to know. Yeah, so that no one uses laser guns. But uh, yeah, there's like none of that shit. There's no aliens, there's no robots, there's just like people and weird uh and it's a super weird society they almost never fly through space you know it's a sci-fi written by a guy who seems like he would rather have written a book that took place in like 1600s italy the only thing we hear about is the orthocopters or or, 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 ornithopters ornithopters yeah, like, yeah, there's certain, like, technological, flir- yeah, it's like, oh, there's a light that glows and floats and follows people, it follows you around. So, like, I liked how they had just like, a YouTube channel going. Yeah, yeah, they have, yeah, and they, they even, I love that in the movie they kept the, like, super 60s, like, video novel or whatever the fuck they called it. Film book. Yeah, like, they kept the, like, most 60s term in the world for that concept. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, it's a sci-fi that is very purposely closer to, like, kind of a medieval drama. Well, or, yeah, it's it's more about, like, these political machinations. And also, like, the book is very, like, your, Paul's has these visions and these dreams, and you kind of are, like, in and out of dream space or, like, knowing things have already happened like it's not purely linear sort of thing you're reading either so it's like sci-fi in its early form before people knew more science 
stuff to write about. But, yeah, and that's like also the fun thing where like Frank Herbert slowly tries to figure out exactly what DNA does as he's writing the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Which uh, you can go into. Well, the- yeah, I mean, eugenics is real in Dune. Like, eugenics is straight up real, and also you can breed psychic powers, but also they're kind of. Very stupid psychic powers that nonetheless uh, make you unstoppable. Well, yeah, like, so uh, a lot of the psychic powers have to do with having access to the ancestral lines, which Marlo made a good point yesterday, which is, like, what the Bene Gesserit, like, are keen to control because we don't know exactly what it gives you. <laughs> Which yeah. I had never really thought about before. I was like, you're right. This is like, there's just this weird assumption that, honestly, what could knowing. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So the Benny Jazeret, uh, through their training, learn to access the memories of their female ancestral line. And it's super difficult training that can possibly kill you, and no man can complete the training. And there is a Bene Gesserit legend slash plan slash eugenics project to create the Quitsatch Hatterach <laughs> that is it's supposed to be a man who can pass this trial. And that will allow this man to then access the ancestral memory of both his male and female ancestors and then that's it. Surely that man will then obviously gain control of the universe and the Bene Gesserit can control him. That's like literally the background plot of Dune and it's never really explained or doesn't really make sense, but yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, I did have a think about this, which is a very Britishism, but I compared this last night to Lawrence of Arabia in space. Um, yeah, sure. And it reminds me of a constant thing that came up over and over in Lawrence of Arabia where... Desert power? <laughs> desert power. Desert power. But in, it, it was another similar line where whenever Lawrence did anything, because, again, he was like the white savior that was coming to combine the tribes of Arabia against the colonizers, which was him which was the English, and he fought the English and also the Turkish. But um, the thing that kept coming up was it was written. They said this over and over. Oh. It is written. Oh. It oh. is written. It is written. It is written. Muktab. Muktab. Okay, yeah. So Muktab means it is written. And if anyone's at any point in your life casually come across the book, uh, The Alchemist, this features prominently in, um, you know... Paul Cielo's uh, retelling of a legend that is well known. <laughs> but to go back to Dune, the whole uh, having ancestral knowledge of your lineage and origins reminds me very much of like this kind of like Judeo-Christian kind of you know Arab kind of world. Where well, yeah, I mean, Muktab is a, like a huge. Arab concept of fate or destiny. Fate or destiny that if you have access to this pool of knowledge, then that knowledge in itself will allow you to have supernatural predilections um, Mm -hmm. like leading an entire coalition of people against your oppressors. similar to these like 
Egyptian concept of the duat or and, and like also the other thing is the alternative is to what say like oh he'll be able to shoot lightning out of his hands like you know it's like what power would actually make sense for this you might as well do something that's a little grounded in like a greater cultural mythos mm-hmm. and less like oh well he'll be able to fly um, <laughs> like sure whatever like maybe if they were doing it today it'd be like oh he can direct ships through hyperspace or something but like you know whatever I mean it, it is it's kind of a bit of a MacGuffin but it's a MacGuffin and it's a uh, hinting at a a larger theological way that they view them situate themselves in the universe that kept coming up in the movie last night it comes up in the david lynch and it comes well, up yeah. in well, Lawrence of arabia <laughs> in dune so you've got this great superstition that's been surreptitiously for thousands of years been spread by the Bene Gesserit in disparate places in the universe, but specifically in Arrakis, our desert planet of spice, uh, among the Freemen. So, like, there's been ideas about this prophecy there for for a thousand years. Yeah, that essentially... Yeah, I mean, basically a messianic philosophy, but there's like certain very particular markers of it will be an off-worlder from a great house who will be kind of this oldish and uh, he'll be with his mother and like there's like a bunch of specifics that are put in that kind of seemingly do directly apply to Paul Atreides Mm -hmm. and prime the Fremen to like at least talking hushed rumors about him prior to him. And then accept it wholesale as his messiah eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, so the one scene that was not included, but I think what happened was I got thrown by the miniseries uh, as to the timing, because I think the scene's going to happen in the uh, next movie, is when uh, Paul cries at uh, Jameis's, the guy he killed, uh, funeral. And that's sort of what gets him super accepted as a Fremen because uh, he's shedding water for the dead of this man that he you know, only knew who challenged him and they shared the honor of combat. So like that like suddenly like thrusts him as this, like, holy shit, he's one of us. Yeah, everything pretty much works out for old Paul. Yeah, no, uh, Paul, Paul, everything <laughs> works out. For, everything works out in the first book for Paul. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in the first book, second it's- book, things get a little wonky, and third book, ooh, first uh, book, everything is going to work out for old Paul Atreides. That's right. I'm really excited to see so many of the things that I love from the David Lynch one in the next one that we're in, obviously, the second half the, of the David the Lynch one. The gay gingers, the gay fat you know, I'm more into baby witches, mm. uh, baby witch nuns. Well, and like we're gonna get more Benny Gesserit, uh, but all the Freeman's like spiritual belief stuff, and, and, and I me, think it'll be cool. I think they'll do it cool. And meanwhile, Jason Momoa is arguing to be able to release his own like eight-hour cut of the movie because like <laughs> he's just so into this right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jason Momoa has become a Dune super fan. Now, do you think they already shot the second half of the movie? That, that's not what the press language sounds like. Mm. It's like, oh, we're ready to go. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I, I know that he felt like he had to cut a great deal or whatever. But uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like they made the second part. So... Yeah, no, that was um, definitely hilarious. <laughs> it's like, stop. Yeah, stop doing that, guys. Come on. I just saw a review that said uh, the guy sitting next to us in the theater was definitely making a bootleg, and I hope that when people watch it on one, two, three movies and gets to the scene where the sandworm first appears, they hear my boyfriend say, the forbidden butthole <laughs> yeah these were um you know more sphinctery yeah very bootylicious mm-hmm. what did marlo say when uh oh yeah it was about the when the worm came up yeah yeah i just got reminded of the um mitch hedberg like uh seeing the uh, bear on acid and uh thinking it was smoky the bear <laughs> kind of thing like, like they thought like gonna talk about forest fires and shit like i don't know it was just kind of like i was expecting it to make some like little like sound like the how the like aliens do when they're being cute and shit and it's like oh you're just a baby okay i didn't get what happened why did the worm Uh, not bite him because one of the fremen uh used a thumper a thumper is i had no idea what a thumper was yeah well okay it thumps it's yeah, like the worms are attracted to rhythmic something, so that's why they can't so walk it's just, in a it's rhythmic a thing way. That goes boom, boom, boom. It, it's a it's a thing that like kind of looks like one of them jerk off weights, um, mm. a shake weight. So yeah, it, it and, basically distracts. What, the, well, the worm. now I know what I want in the future. Yeah, the I but, want a shake jerk off weight instead of a thumper, huh? or yeah. as the thumper. Huh? Okay, anyway, Signaling the Fremen the use it to call a worm so they can ride it and shit, and also to drive worms to a different location if they're attacking a given location, the latter of which happened in that case. Yeah, because the Fremen know what they're doing. <laughs> Are you going native? Yeah, that's Are you a- going native, Jason Momoa? He did. Oh, man, I can't wait till Jason Momoa comes back. <laughs> <laughs> So many Jason Momoa's. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. If if this if, if this thing goes forward, guys. But uh, I want to see more witch stuff. I want to see obviously you more Fremen stuff. Uh, obviously, the next scenes. The next movie's the gonna girlfriend? focus on Zendaya's character, which they I don't even think they told us her name in this one. So uh, despite us seeing her very very much. Um, over and over she did in not slow motion with the, ah, in the dream in then she's in real life and then still in the dream yeah mm-hmm. yeah because he's the quits chatter at queen directory Stephen. queen directory so i don't know i just uh i'm into it i'm excited <laughs> though it would be funny if they just don't make a part two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Because it ends, spoiler alert, it ends like, it's just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it ends with them walking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man, Marlo, how dare you? 
clean director. People are going to put it all together. He leads a jihad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely like lightened up on the uh, Islamic. I thought they names. heightened. Uh, and they definitely uh, did not say jihad. Yeah, they um, say jihad a lot in the book. Dude. In the book, yeah. It, and I mean, this is the reason why there's no computers so was like, due to a jihad. Yeah, no. Well, that's yeah. They didn't say the words Butler and jihad. That's actually one of the things. But, yeah, which is, I guess, when AIs took over the world. Yeah. We killed them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> then we're gonna like we gotta make people computers. Yeah. Uh, Seems like a terrible much like, plan. Much like Mishra in, yeah. in the Brothers War. Yeah, Steve. We'll totally get to that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm down for that, man. This is my uh, Benny Jesuit breeding program to breed <laughs> you into friends who are into stupid bullshit I like. Like Dune <laughs> and Magic uh, the uh, Gathering books. But it only works on the... You have to change it in your pregnancy to it yeah yeah whatever the water of life and all that jazz but uh yeah so uh yeah this is cool run through the sand so anyway i don't know what happened in the world but i do know that dune it's an okay movie colin powell died he already did colin powell colin powell died he Uh, did and he's with us today he, was he with, is. He's he, right here. He was with us at the oh, movie. Man. Yeah, he <laughs> loved Dune. Oh my God, he, Jesus! He's like invading. He's like, trying in, to get that copter made. Invading that sand place mm-hmm. was one of his That's favorite. Like, yeah, that was like to a top do. secret dream. <laughs> it's like I want to go to the sand planet. You know, it's real, right? Spice is real. I really do want spice to be real. If I hadn't already said it, guys. Because yeah. none of the drugs we have make you psychic yet. And, I mean, you could feel psychic, but I want it for real. Well, I mean, I think that's what being an empath is. I mean, like, invasive. Em- They're, like, invasively psychic mm. on it. Like, I can probably guess a bunch of shit about you, but, you know. That's just mm. deduction skills. Yeah, I'm Not- also a mentalist. <laughs> Starts a jihad as if nobody cares. Yeah. He runs through the night. Uh, Is there anything else to talk about? I don't know. Yeah, I it doesn't matter. Don't we, remember we all anything. Did acid yesterday, we're not doing. <laughs> There's no other things that could go through our heads. Yeah, I can only talk about sandworm related <laughs> things, so we can also talk about Beetlejuice, but that is it. Um, oh, oh, what about the movie Tremors? That's good. Oh, wait, yeah. or Tremors. I was going to say, let's get all the sand movies. Um, uh, are sandworms real? <laughs> is a thing I thought about Googling. There is, there is actually in Siberia a, a cryptid that is essentially a... I, it's like the Mongolian death worm, I think it's called. Are there real sandworms? Look up Mongolian. There's tiny ones. Mongolian death worm. Really down in the dirt. But I do want to see the Mongolian death worm. You know, I love a cryptid. And the name Guided by Voices would also work as a dune band. Yeah, sure. sure. There was a lot of 
guiding by voices, especially in the David Lynch version. Oh yeah, no, guiding by voiceovers, but um, <laughs> cha. Yeah, we like in, David Lynch has no consistency in that movie about whose thoughts we hear. Yeah. It's just random. Like it does, it does felt like he had no idea what to do with it. He didn't want to do it, and. I want to talk about the eugenics version of the uh, the ginger house. Oh yeah, I mean everyone in the Harkonnens was redheaded, and well, and like kind of. How gross. did that happen? <laughs> is it is it part of their culture that they're all redheaded? Is it uh, their lesser gene pool? I mean, their freakish nature. I will as say, redheads? in the new movie, the reason they're all pale and bald is because their homeworld of Gaddy Prime was subjected to, like, massive industrial pollution and the sun's essentially blotted out. Um, is so, that with the slave scene, too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are th- that had no context at all? Oh, just the Harkonnens are evil. They live on a dark, smoke-covered planet filled with slaves, and everyone's miserable on it. I, I don't know. Like they, they are kind of are like meant to be archetypical. Fantasy yeah, like it's bad yeah, guys. like they're bad. The Atreides are good. No, there's really no subtlety here. Um, I did feel like the Arcades, uh, Arcades, or whatever Atreides, Atreides, uh, were like Lannister-y. No, they're supposed to be like not Lannisters. Yeah, so they're, they're supposed to be like they're, they're, uh, the fucking Ned. There's the Starks. They're supposed well, to be the nobles. The, 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 the yeah. Well, the Starks would be the good guys. Yeah. I mean, I guess they are the Lannisters in the sense that they end up being bad, right? Isn't that no? The, the Atreides are well. Okay, so like. That gets ambiguous as to whether the giant but not monster. not in this one. Yeah, no, in this one, he, he, everyone's good. In this one, like, they're all good. There's no ambiguity. Uh, by the time the giant psychic tyrant worm controls the universe under his iron fist, then, like, questions of morality begin to be brought up. Only and, after that. Though. And yeah, I mean, you can read Dune critically, certainly. You can take the eye of, okay, let's Sauron. look at Paul as a bad person, but, you know, and like analyze the book, you know, getting rid of the presumption that Paul is good. And there's certainly good analysis to have to that end, but as far as who the intended protagonist of the book is, who the good guys are it's kind of supposed to be Paul and the Atreides Leto is a character who's supposed to be just such a good guy and he kind of knows he needs to do some machinations and he does a little bit of machinations but mostly just wants to make friends with the Fremen and then he gets killed and and he thinks he's going to be able to like he knows he's being set up but he's like I've always been like this goody two shoes and uh i'm gonna like he thinks he's gonna form an alliance with the fremen that's gonna like supersede what what's coming to him and then like a couple generations later that turns into a weird tyrannical theocracy worshiping a giant worm but also that giant worm uh led humanity down the golden path that they might spread their seed to the furthest regions of uh, the universe so Pluses and minuses all around. 
pluses and minuses all around for sure. <laughs> you know, I want that spice. Also, if you need it for space travel, I didn't get what how the did function you of find? spice. Okay, um, this oh, is explainable. This is explainable. Okay, there's a thing. It, they did not explain it. Right, there's a thing in the Dune universe called the Holtzman Drive. The Holtzman Drive opens up a portal in space. Let's just call, say that's what it does because it doesn't matter. In order to get through this portal, it's very difficult. There's like certain quantum fields you need to take into account and blah, blah, blah. And if you get it wrong, your ship gets uh, spread out across the universe. Now, normally that would be dealt with with a computer, but in Dune, they don't have computers. So what they have instead are people that they pump full of spice for like a hundred years straight until they become mutated giant brain freaks who can then do all those calculations and get the spaceship through the portal. Let me tell you, nobody's asking a lot of questions about the ethics there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well that's the space and good, like, okay, so Dune is essentially there's like four branches of the government. There's the emperor, there's the great houses, there is the Bene Gesserit, and there's the Spacing Guild. The Spacing Guild has pure control over the way to get from one planet to another is you call up the Spacing Guild, they bring, bring a giant fucking ship over your planet, you fly your little ship into their giant fucking ship, they bring you to the next planet. That's the only way to get around in the Dune universe. So it's like the MTA. Yeah, basically. And like, there's like all these laws, like if there's a war between the houses, the Spacing Guild has to remain neutral and just transport both sides. Yeah, so like the Port Authority. Yeah, no. They, if like, there's a war between New York and New Jersey, then we're still having the trains going. Yeah, and all the troops have to use the trains to get from one side. And there's no fighting allowed on the trains. Um, but yeah, that's basically... So that's what Spice does uh, vis-a-vis getting around in the universe. And like, also it generally gives people psychic powers. So it's just oil. Yes. But if yes, oil Steven. is also and cocaine... In fact, there's also this... Cocaine? Like psychedelic cocaine. Yeah. They did mention that in the first scene. Yeah, it is oil. There is, in fact, in the universe, this corporation called Chome that's basically... Chode. Yeah, it stands for something. But um, it's basically supposed to be the Seven Sisters, which were the seven oil companies that controlled the Middle East in the 1960s. And all the great houses basically own shares in that company, and that's how they have their power. Yeah, it's a it's a metaphor. <laughs> like, it's a bunch of metaphors that are super, like, hit at you over the head. But, yeah, it's spice, spice is like oil. Or it's like spice from, like, the 1400s. It's a lot of things. Yeah, it's the thing that uh, we take to go on routes and stuff. Yep, and you can only find it in the desert planet. Wonder what it can represent. <laughs> Where there's a bunch of weird religious Arabic freaks. Anyway. Anyway, there's other deserts that Fear have less Arabic freaks. <laughs> yeah, the the, the Dune. The Gobi Desert, the southwest. home of the Mongolian death worm. Yeah, the Mongolian death. This podcast is dedicated to the brave soldiers <laughs> of the Mongolian death worm. Of the Mongolian death worm. That's right. All right. All right. I'm good. We doomed it out. Yeah. I think we're all going to take naps. That's now. right. Princess Irulan. She runs through the night. As if nobody cares She screams and she cries And it 
Queen.